0: You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with the Reverend Trudy Daly. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening, that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them, and that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to save them, and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Welcome, and today we're happy to have back with us Adrian Evans from AF Ministries.
1: Hi everybody, it's Adrian Evans here again, and um, this is the last part of a little series that I've done um, called being mentored by life and everything that we're talking about is coming out of one chapter in the Bible that revolutionized Moses's life revolutionized and structured the way the whole nation did uh, one aspect of their life and it's the conversation between Jethro Moses's father-in-law and Moses himself We went through the different things that we look for that Jethro carried, the qualities that we need to look for in a mentor, someone who was going to bring out the best in us. And we saw Jethro as a man who spoke into Moses' life as a seasoned and successful man. Jethro was a positive man, not negative. He gave godly counsel and encouraged godly thinking Jethro uh, was a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Jethro was not a textbook expert. He allowed truth and Jethro didn't, wasn't in the, in the habit of tickling ears. Jethro just straight up said to Moses, the one line that would have got Moses' attention, the thing that you do is not good. Jethro had no personal agenda. His message wasn't mixed. He said, listen to my voice. And so as we move on to the last session, I want to have a look at a few aspects about Moses. Now, we understand Jethro is the mentor in this conversation. The things that made Jethro a great mentor and somebody that Moses could listen to and somebody who displayed qualities that represent the people that you and I need to follow after and listen to. But what was it about Moses that caused Moses to hear and receive? First of all, Moses was humble. When Jethro came to Moses, Moses bowed down in verse 7. He bowed down. Moses could have said, you know, I am the man, you know. And maybe Moses wouldn't have said, you know, who do you think you are? You know, uh, or but, you know, sometimes we mightn't put words out there, but attitudes fill words. You know, I mean, to me, attitudes convey more than... Attitudes are adjectives, you know, they just they, they just add. And so Moses could have had the attitude, well, I'm not going to really bow down to you because, you know, like I'm the man, you know, I just parted a Red Sea and I just bought a mess of people out of Egypt and I am God's prophet and I'm his man of the hour and you just got a few sheep. I'm not really sure, you know, that... Uh, you know, I, I'm really not sure what you do, but I'm not going to bow down to you. Mo, it would have been in his the posture of his heart. Moses bowed down and all that he could have said, all that he could have thought, just went to the wayside and he welcomed Jethro with open arms as man to man, as son-in-law to father and put aside the whole God-given call and all the miracles and everything that he had just done in God, he just laid it down and he just shared heart to heart, man to man and bowed down. I I love the fact Moses was humble. As a matter of fact, when we understand humility, we will realise that we don't have a great understanding of humility because Moses himself wrote... Of himself, Moses was the most humble man who ever lived. Now, that doesn't go in line with our doctrine and our understanding of humility. You know, we think that's pride or something, but he has an understanding of humility. And what I like is Catherine Kuhlman once said, you show me a humble person and I'll show you a person that God is moving powerfully through because they know they can do nothing except with him. And so I I just love that Moses, he bowed down, he was a humble man, but he also told us that too, which is I think is pretty cool. Uh, Moses was transparent. You know, he told Jethro of the hardship. Before we talked about, Jethro didn't focus on the hardship, but Moses was honest. There's no pretense like oh, bless God, we just parted the Red Sea and out we came and it's all been smooth sailing and, you know, it's been all great. No, he, he just, he was transparent. He told of the highs, the lows of the journey and he, he just said it hasn't been all smooth sailing. It's been some hard times. And oftentimes in life and and a lot of times we're taught not to be transparent but to live in pretense. And, like, everything's fine, everything's fine when we really get to it we're not we're hurting we're broken broke we we we're just trying to put this facade out there that everything's fine and sometimes we do that and we call it faith but i I, i'm not i'm not a believer that 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 we should just put it all out there for everybody we shouldn't because by faith i talk about where i'm going what God is doing, I talk about the end of the journey. My words reflect the faith journey of my life and the outcomes that I'm walking through too. But it doesn't change the fact that I still need to be transparent in the journey. It's like you need to find people in your life, in your close quarters. I call them the third court people, the the intimate part of your life and there's usually only two or three, if that, where you can be totally transparent with. You see, that's how God works. He uses people when we share our words. You know, healing comes and light comes. When, even when people who carry deep, deep secrets and deep things that they're ashamed to talk about, you know, when, when the enemy can keep something hidden It's empowered. It has power over us. When we put it out there and we bring it to the light, it starts to lose its power. And so this is our number one thing sometimes. We're afraid because we we keep things hidden and shame keeps things hidden. And I digress just a little bit, but this is worthwhile saying that so many people carry these secrets in their heart or maybe their habits or maybe their addictions they can't break and they're afraid and they're ashamed of it and they keep it buried. Can I encourage you that while you keep it hidden, you're giving power to that thing. You need to find the people to talk to. You need to find the safe place and be transparent. And when you become transparent, that starts to lose its power you're bringing darkness to the light and the light is going to dispel that that thing whatever it is so but here is Moses he's transparent he just said man part of it was hard some of it was just awesome you should have seen what god did you know i mean that would be i would be an awesome conversation i would think and so Moses was transparent but be careful Who we're transparent to and um, just understand that God knows that we're we're human vessels, that we're a fallen nature. I know we're redeemed by Christ and everything, but there's only one Jesus and you and I aren't him. And so... When we come before God, you know, I, I have a, a favourite thought or an idea or whatever it is I live my life by, that when I come before God, I am totally honest, I am totally transparent. I love the scripture, Paul said, I stand open and naked before him with whom I have to do And I was like, I read that and I thought, God, I want to stand there. Nothing hidden, nothing hidden, God. Even the good, the bad and the ugly, God, I stand open before him with whom I have to do. And when I come before Jesus and I posture before God, I come open, hiding, nothing. And I ask God everything. God, I stand exposed before the light of heaven. And I believe that that transparency and that vulnerability is a powerful place to stand and be in in our relationship with God. So I just just love it, the fact that Moses bowed down, and yet he was such a mighty man, such an obedient man, and such a powerful man of God. And when he met his father-in-law, he bowed down and honoured his father-in-law. I just think it's so wonderful to see people who have great success in life in ministries, in business or doesn't matter families, you know great success, they still walk with a the humility, they still walk with a an openness they said, you know it hasn't been hard, but we got through this part of being seasoned, but anyway, Moses was humble, he was teachable in verse twenty four he listened to Jethro. He, remember, we talked about you can't be defensive and, and sensitive. He could have been, Jethro, you know, you, you're trying to tell me, look, look at this, look at my congregation. You know, look at yours, you know. The whole comparison thing, you know, uh, my congregation's bigger than your congregation, you know, so and uh, so, but Moses was listening to learn. And so he was teachable. Number five, Moses put things into action this is something that i touched on before moses in verse 25 moses heard and he adjusted he heard and he put into practice everything that jethro had said you know you and i in our life we hear a lot of good things but my, i look at myself and say god how many things have i put into action that i heard that were really good Just in the last maybe 36 hours or 24 hours or maybe even from my own voice, I need to do that better. I hear it from me. You know, we speak to ourselves all the time. Sometimes we give ourselves really good advice, but we don't follow it, you know. And it's like, God, I I know I should have done that, you know. Again, i got to be a doer, not just a hearer. I know in in the church world and uh, in so many other, in in the business world, I'm sure it's the same. We go from seminar to seminar to seminar to seminar and we hear all these good things and we get so fed and fat and, and, and yet really nothing much changes. And then all of a sudden we blame the teacher or we blame the preacher or we blame this person, but most of it is because I haven't put into practice what I've heard. If... I personally, I say to you honestly, if I had to put into practice one thing from every sermon and every message and every business teaching that I've heard, if I had to just put into one thing into practice, I would be a multi-millionaire probably in the business world and I'd be like a super saint on the earth, you know, I'd just have the most together life you could imagine. So I just want to encourage you. Moses listened with the purpose of obeying, not just listened to be there to hear. He listened with the purpose of obeying and he made the necessary adjustments. You know, sometimes uh, you and I need to remember just write down one note in, in a in a teaching or whatever our avenue of life is, just write down one or two little notes and go home and focus on one of those those two little things and put them into practice, you'll find it'll bring great success to your life. And so at times we we just hear, but we don't adjust. So Moses put the teaching into action. He didn't just say, wow, good on you, Jethro. That was really cool advice there. And then go tell everybody else what Jethro said and Moses not do it, you know. So Moses put teaching into action. The... um the the thing that i love mostly about moses and just on getting ready to close the whole the whole sermon, the whole series so i hope that i'm not just too early here but i want to reiterate this is one conversation in the history of moses and jethro one conversation one season and it changed the course of Moses' life, ministry, and the structure of how they did this in a nation. You can never underestimate the power of one change, of putting into teaching one thing, of putting into action one thought, of putting into action one adjustment. I mean, we always have to be that, that vessel that's open, that's willing, that wants to learn you know, I, I believe that Moses probably would have been so tired. I can't even imagine. Like, I've done counselling, not a lot of it. I'm not a very good counsellor at all. But I, I've done some. And um, seriously, in people into action is tiring. And you know yourself, you're listening to me out there. Sometimes we can talk with a friend over a need and we just get tired because there's a continual giving and a giving and a giving and... And so this is what Moses was doing all day, every day, and the people had nowhere else to go. So they are lined up probably by the hundreds and hundreds waiting to get into Moses' ears. So this conversation that Jethro had to Moses changed everything. And I think, I look at all the leadership it Empowered. I look at Moses' new prayer life. Moses now prays. Moses now has time to pray. Moses has leaders now growing in the area of leadership and talking with people. And then Moses is now teaching more because he's got more time to teach the leaders the statutes of God and the, what, how they should counsel the people. So, uh, excuse me, so much... Transitioned because Moses was teachable and Jethro wasn't afraid to speak into his life because Jethro cared for him. There's people in your world that care for you enough to teach you and to show you. They're seasoned. They have good intentions. And so I want to encourage you, learn, listen, adjust. And I pray that something really great has happened Um, that you will hear some of these words and you will use them to adjust your life and do more and more and more, um, just more successful life. There's nothing like the taste of success, you know. I mean, so whatever it is, just take it, adjust your life and um, if it stuck out to you, do it because that's usually how God speaks to us too. The word that I hear in a message is usually what he wants me to hear, and he wants me to take it home and adjust. So let me encourage you. Let me just love you, and thank you for having me in your space, and I pray that these words will help you grow and be successful in your field of life.
0: Thank you. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched
1: you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at
0: theanswerbroadcasting.com.